This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Love Brand You, the show about personal branding, how your values, beliefs, and your actions help you define and discover your calling and the evolution of you and your brand. I'm your host, Sam Rafis. On today's show, we are talking about money and how you can build your financial strength. One of the top seven fears for entrepreneurs is financial woes. And this can be your personal finances and your business finances, because when your personal finances are causing you stress, it does fall over into your business. I know that firsthand. And according to Aaron Agius, a social marketer contributing to entrepreneur.com. I like finding material on entrepreneur.com in these articles because they're fitting for lots of us women that are in business, small business. So in his article, The Seven Fears All Entrepreneurs Must Conquer, he lists fear of failure, fear of taking risks, fear of falling prey to the fears, fear of being mediocre, fear of losing creativity, fear of acceptance, fear of financial woes. And he says whether you're just starting out or trying to move into the next level, juggling finances is always going to be a challenge and a concern. A fear that arises that can make you apprehensive about the key decisions you have to make as an entrepreneur. And me, as someone in this category, I have to agree with them. I've been an entrepreneur for over 15 years, and I can relate to actually the the whole list. And it's something that you just, you have to be courageous and just keep going if you you want to keep doing what you're doing, or as I always say, if you want to be in your calling and serving people in the way that, that you do best. So money is one of those fears that can cause a great amount of stress. The fear of not having cash flow, the fear of feast or famine, the fear of wasting money, worry about whether you're charging too much or too little, the list goes on. I'm a marketer and money has never been my strong suit. I have a sister that's always been good with money. She's an accountant and when we were growing up, I would always tease her that she couldn't spell or she couldn't be creative and she would always tease me back, well, you can't add. So, but when you're in business for yourself, it's critical that you know your numbers. I got help from experts and it is money that has been very well spent for me. It's the only way that that keeps me on track when I get help from my bookkeeper, get help with anything I need to do financially. But that being said, you also have to be involved in it. You can't just leave it to experts. If you don't know what's going on in your finances, that's not the solution either. So today, my guest will share her brilliance about money and finance and how she helps women worry less about money by building their financial strength and striving for their financial goals. Let me introduce you to Vanessa Stockbrugger. 
Vanessa holds a business administration degree in finance and spent a decade of her career as vice president and as a director of investment banking at a major Canadian bank. She is the founder of Woman Sense, providing financial education and coaching services for women. Vanessa helps her clients understand their finances in a clear and concise way and boosts their confidence to make financial decisions. She is on a mission to help women improve their financial well-being and reach their life goals. I've heard Vanessa speak about this very topic and I knew I had to have her on the show. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for the introduction, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for including me in your podcast. I knew when I heard you talk about finances in the way that you talk about it, and I alluded to it at the beginning as a woman that was a little bit fearful of finances, I really like the way that you relate and explain it to women. And I wanted you to share that here today. So start us off with your backstory and what you brought you to this point. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, well, you talked a little bit about that in my career, but I, I can honestly say that I've just always been interested in money and finance. I was the kid who did have the Canada Savings Bonds when they existed when I was growing up. I loved updating my bank book, and um, I was just always interested. And and I knew the, the power that it could have and the, the things that maybe I could get at that point, or I was interested in understanding it further. And, um, and so then my university education, as you said, I went on to get my business degree and I, I really enjoyed finance. And um, so right out of university, I was actually offered a job in Toronto. And I, I was from Saskatchewan, I'd went to university there, um, had this job offer in Toronto as an investment banker. And I mean, this is a very exciting, finance career coming out of undergrad that you can uh, go and work on Bay Street. And this is doing mergers and acquisitions and equity financing for, for large companies. So I knew I couldn't turn it down, but I'd never been to Toronto before. I was 22 years old, um, but I went because it was an opportunity and, and it was just so exciting for me given my interest in the, in the field. So I, they did know I wanted to be in Calgary, and luckily I, they, they transferred me. And so I, I spent most of that decade of my career in Calgary, actually, and um, and worked with a lot of oil and gas companies, energy-related companies. Uh, as you said, I was, I was promoted to vice president. I was 27 years old and, you know, on, on quite a fast track and very exciting, lucrative career. Um, and I've been married for about eight years and, you know, was entering my 30s by then and started thinking about a family. So when I think about how I got to women's sense, you know, I start out with the education, start with the career. Then I decided to start a family and I had a, my first daughter and I, ha I felt like I had to make a choice at that point. Um, or maybe it was more like I felt I had this opportunity to spend time with her. And that's, that's what I wanted to do. And so I made that choice and actually stepped back from investment banking because I felt like this was a time where I could spend extra one-on-one -on -one time with my daughter as a baby. Now, not every woman feels that way. And, and that just at that point in my life was the right experience for me. And, um, and I'm sure we're going to talk more ab about that and having our own experiences and staying true to that. But I really wanted to have um, that control over 
um, the time with my daughter and I knew it'd be very difficult to have both at that time. So then I had my second daughter the year later and, um, and guess what? I was spending more and more time with women and moms and we maybe have a bit of a discussion on what I did before. And a theme I'd hear a lot was, oh, yeah, I, I should know more about finances, you know, or um, it, my husband handles that more because he just feels more comfortable or, yeah, that's just an area where I, I, I just put my head in the sand and I really kind of want to avoid it. Or it, like you said, it's actually a fear. And, um, and so that started to resonate with me. And just through my conversations with women, I felt like I was giving them ideas. I was um, helping to build their confidence just through some education and and I have to say after a few years of being home with my daughters I was starting to feel restless and I knew that there was something I was supposed to do with everything had led me to that point my education my career having my daughters um, that I knew there was something that there was a mission like you said a calling and that was exactly how I felt and women's sense was born from that and uh, you know a client recently gave me a nice compliment and she shared a quote with me and and she's told me that this is the way she feels what I'm doing she said the meaning of life is to find your gift the purpose of life is to give it away so I believe that's from Pablo Picasso there's some debate on this out there and whether it was Shakespeare but um I've I believe it's Picasso that said that and uh, and that's really the way I feel is that this is something I enjoy and I I can give then that to other women and so I can share my passion in finance with women and help build their financial confidence and I believe women's sense is just that platform it's to, to provide the financial education and coaching and it's completely independent and unbiased because I don't sell financial products or insurance products I designed it that way so it is purely for the knowledge and the information that I feel women need to to empower them. So that's that's really the journey, and that's you know how it evolves, and and then you find your place in in a in, or you find yourself in a certain place, and it was all these other experiences that kind of brought you there. I like how you shared that so eloquently because women, when we can help each other with our expertise. We, we know that we're giving back to each other. And I like the quote that you shared too, because it's just so true that if we know this information and, and we can help someone, then I, I think it is our duty to, to share it, and especially if you love doing it. And I think as, as a mom too, I've got three daughters. And, and similarly, when my kids were little, it was the same thing. I had left a career, but I felt a calling to get back out there when my girls were little too. So tell us, tell us how you, uh, well, describe how you work with your clients. Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, so I, I kind of offer three main products, I guess you would say. I do a lot of seminars for companies and organizations. So that's a good opportunity to get into a, a room with a larger group of women. I run money clubs as well, which is a, a smaller group of women. And um, we, we come together three times for approximately two hours, almost like a book club, but it's a money club. And we, it's, it's, education on different financial topics um, and also I do personal one-on-one -on -one coaching and um, with the overriding theme in all of those programs though I have based off of what I call four E's 
the letter E. And that, I believe you need these four E's to build financial strength. And the first E is the base. That is the base of the triangle and it's engagement. So I want to help women become aware of the importance of this, that just how important it is to understand money, to take an interest. And so I, I motivate, I want to inspire them and engage them. So that's the first thing that I feel women need. And that's what we start with. The second E is for education. So then we start providing the knowledge, the information. What do women need to know? What, what do they feel they're lacking? And it's starting right, right from the very basic of the information and building up from there, not assuming anyone comes with a certain level of information because we can all benefit. And making sure that it's given, that education is given in a way that women want to receive it, which is different. Women tend to like maybe not reading a book on finance, but learning in these money clubs. I mean, women love those. Um, and so providing that education. The third E is what I call execution. Because engagement, education, education, they're great, but we need action, right? In order yeah. to actually make change, we need to have an execution stage. So, and what I say is without a plan of action, goals are just good intentions. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah, we need that plan of action, and so that's ex execution. And then, you know, on the very peak, the fourth E, that's what I call experience. And what experience means is staying true to what's most important to us, our values, our goals, what do we believe in, what are we comfortable with? Because I think one of the biggest issues in our whole financial industry is that it's like a one-size-fits-all, that it's a... Um, here, here's what you need, just kind of impose that on people instead of really developing a solution that is based on that individual's experience. And I mean, I talked a bit, of, so on my background, the experience I wanted, well, I wanted to stay home with my daughter. Well, all of my finances and my decisions had to make sense for that experience to happen, right? I had to make everything else align and stay true to that experience. And, um, so I never want to leave that out. I always want women to be focused on what's important to them. So that's the, that's the underlying, those four E's. And then I go through steps. My programs have steps. And um, it, women's sense is C-E-N-T-S. And my three steps revolve around the acronym C-E-N-T-S. And so do you want me to run through those steps on what those are? Uh, just tell us quick what they are. Okay, so step one is C, and that's clarity. So before we add anything new, we need to understand where we're at and uh, being very clear in, in the financial situation that we're in, so understanding. Step two, E and the end, is for explore and name. And during this stage, we want to talk about our goals, our relationship with money, our feelings around it, what's the purpose of money in our lives, and we talk about income and spending, we're exploring, we're naming roadblocks that may be in uh, our blinders. Very important step for uh, self-realization, comes out of step two. And step three, the T and the S from sense stands for tools and systems. So once we have the clarity and understanding and we're understanding our be ourselves better, then we're able to develop some tools and systems that work well to realize our goals. This is, from what I understand too, this is all based on the individual. And that's what I liked about your approach when I heard you talking about it, 
because it made sense to me and that's why I shied away from the traditional financial models. Because again, when you're telling people, this is the way you have to do it, this is the box, this is the step, this is how you reach your financial goals, it didn't fit for, for me. So I like it that you say, how is it going to work for you individually? Mm-hmm. And it's very important that the client has buy-in to it and that they develop this system because I can help them along the way, but I, really what I want is to empower them to be able to make those decisions, not me to make those decisions for them because they need these tools because guess what? It's a journey. They're going to need to be doing this again in the future. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's interesting and when we were talking about it too that so much of this stuff comes down to so much of the the tools that you use and the systems you've created are based on on values and i talk about values all the time with whether it's with my clients whether it's with my kids when you stay true to your values because me staying home with the girls when they were little and creating my business was that why was because of my girls. I was the same. I wanted to stay home with my girls, but yet I wanted to be productive and still work. So what, what are your core values that drive you, Vanessa? Um, you know, I, I've developed this it, through women's sense, and I realized they are, like you said, you can't really separate those values from your company versus personal, just like your finances. I mean, we, we really are one in the same. And so when I was developing what I wanted women's sense to stand for, um, I developed six core values is what I identified. And I realized how closely they were related to the four E's that I just talked about, you know, and they weren't, I didn't overlap them on purpose, but I realized, okay, these clearly, are my values and and it's important. no coincidence no no <laughs> and i was like wow these, these really fit perfectly together <laughs> so what so are my they? number one core value yeah okay so my number one core value to motivate and inspire that's engagement right yeah. I, I love getting emails back from women that say i never thought i liked this stuff but now I'm excited about learning more. Vanessa, I can't believe your passion has worn off on me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I get that. And it's, it's awesome. Um, my second core value is focus on knowledge and understanding. Guess what? That's the second E is education, right? And, and if something's too complicated to understand, well, maybe we shouldn't have that. Maybe we shouldn't have it in our lives. And um, otherwise, let's make sure we, we do understand it. Let's not just add something because that's what, other people seem to be doing Um, and that can go not just beyond investment products but I mean even in our spending we shouldn't be doing things unless we fully understand how that's going to impact our financial life Um, my third core value is I want to provide tools and systems for self-reliance and independence and I mean you can be married this is not for single women this is for people in relationships I've been married 18 years and I, and I joke I mean most days happily but uh, <laughs> you know the idea the idea is that we even with in a relationship or not we need to have that self-reliance and that independence because we should be working towards our own goals as well as well as the family goals 
And we don't know if there's a day where we will be making all those decisions on our own. Right. So I want to provide women with just those tools, that knowledge that they can develop their own systems. Um, so that's core value. Number three. Number four is I want an environment that is open, non-intimidating and non-judgmental. Um, and this is a key issue for women. This is one of the reasons why they don't ask for help. Um, not only do they not know where to get it, um, you know, just get that real education, where to start. That's a, that's a big one. But also they're intimidated. They feel, geez, I'm, I'm 40 some years old or I'm 50 or yeah. it doesn't matter. Oh, I have this university education. Oh, I'm a professional. I'm running my own business, whatever and it I is. Should. How can I not? I should. I, I should, should do this. How come I don't know this? Why am I not at a stage in my life where this should be happening? Most people have this. Oh, I've, I have many of those tracks that have ran in my head a time or two. And, and then what you find, though, is that there is a lot of people out there that feel the same way as you. But it's just so intimidating to put yourself out there and ask those questions. And so whether it's in a seminar or it's in a money club um, or I'm working one-on-one, I I absolutely want every question. And I will even give information that I don't know whether people, you know, I'll start with something quite basic because I want to make sure that I don't jump in too quick and that then it's over their head and they're suddenly feeling intimidated. So there's a lot of communication on that to make sure. Um, very important to me. Uh, but the fifth core value I have is spreading prosperity, is what I call it. And there, there's, there's kind of two concepts to this. The first part is women sometimes feel bad about wanting to make money or having money, almost feel like it's a negative value to have. And and I want to change that stigma because a, a couple things we know statistics show people are stressed about money. We know what stress does what does that do to our relationships what does that do to our friendships our families you know all those things to our own health it's not good and we can't serve other people if we're stressed and if we're if money is the number one stress then let's get a handle on that then let's get some personal power and control because it's not about the amount of money itself it's about your feelings of power and control over it So let's get that because guess what then we can spread prosperity not only in a monetary way which I would argue you you can do as well. You can do a lot of great things in your community, right? Locally, beyond, internationally, when you have the means to. But also, you can give more of yourself because you have something that's under control that is such a big part of your life. And so I believe spreading prosperity is, is a very important core value, and I feel I'm doing that. Because if I can build one woman's financial strength, there's gonna be a ripple effect throughout the community and beyond. So true. The sixth core value, my last, <laughs> I love that one, right? Because, yes. and, I, and I really talk to women about, let's, we don't have to feel bad about making money, about wanting money, because it's not, it's not, we don't talk about, oh, then you get to buy more stuff. That is not the conversation I'm having with clients. It's about what experiences do you want? Well, guess what? You're able to take on all these different opportunities that are right there in front of you when you have this part of the puzzle um, under control. So my sixth core value is to enjoy the journey with fun, celebration, right? We need to have fun. It's a journey. We're not, we don't just finish the program. That's it. I don't just, you know, even my own life, it's always a journey on this and, 
in anything. It's our businesses are the same, finances are the same, but now we have the tools. Now we need to maintain, right? We have some accountability to ourselves, maybe a coach along the way, but let's enjoy it. Let's have fun. And um, I'm somebody that likes having fun. So this is a, this is <laughs> me a too. value for my business and for me. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And as you were saying the core values and, and just thinking about money and what you're sharing, this takes when you know what's going on, when you've got a handle on it, when you feel empowered about spending your money, when you feel that everything is okay and you feel that you can give back without worry, it takes away any guilt. Yes, good point. Guilt is a very common, common feeling. Yes. Okay. I, I know just from talking to you and being around you that you know, you talked about money always being a part of you at a young age, but also you had a life-altering event that happened when you were a young girl that impacted your life and your work. We need to take a break, but I want to hear uh, that story and have you share it with our audience when we come back. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our speakers network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. We are back to Love Brand You with my guest, Vanessa Stockbrugger. Before the break, we were talking about values, uh, core values surrounding money and our feelings surrounding money. And Vanessa, you are going to share with us the story of your childhood and how it impacted you. Yes. Okay. Um, I'd be glad to because this is, it is an important story and there's a lot of life lessons that I believe can be learned from it. Um, so I, was, I grew up on a farm in Saskatchewan and um, I've three siblings and uh, when I was seven years old it was January 24th actually 1984 so almost you know to the day actually it's we're only a few days past that but um, and I remember that day very clearly because it was the day that I expected it would start out like any other day right you're going into grade two you're going to school that morning um, get on my 
school bus and I would come back to my parents and our farm right at the end of the day. That's what you think about when you're seven years old. Um, but this wasn't going to be a regular day for my family. Um, instead, I'd be picked up at school that day and along with my three siblings and be told that our parents had been in a car accident. And I remember how scared I felt, you know, that our, our, we didn't know anything about the accident. And really at seven years old, we weren't even sure to understand what was happening. So when we arrived at the hospital that day to see our parents, we, we were told that our dad was gone. So we'd lost our dad in the accident and uh, our mom was badly injured. But thankfully, and honestly, it's through some, some type of miracle that she, she was alive. So I just, in those moments, our lives changed and it was scary and it was lonely and, you know, it's a day we'll never forget. And, but that was just the beginning because then we had to go forward. And I mean, I talk about we, but it was my mom who had to physically heal from her injuries, uh, which meant weeks in the hospital. And then when she did get out, she, she's in a whole new world, Uh, 35 years old, a widow and four young children running a family farm in Saskatchewan. So now she was going to make every decision on her own, including, guess what, every financial decision. And, and so that event has impacted all of us, no doubt. I mean, the strength we feel in our family and the bond we have with each other, the bond we have with my mom, because of that strength and determination that she had. And I grew up seeing a woman who could do it, who did it, who found that strength, made every financial decision for us. And, you know, and when I talked about my four E's, those, those were built on what, what she did because the, the top of that pyramid that I talked about was experience. And the first thing she said after this happened was, well, we're staying on the farm because that is what I planned for my children. That is what my husband and I, she said, I want it for our kids and I'm going to stay there. And people thought she was crazy, right? To stay on maybe this, this farm and it's winter time and, and do this on her own. But she said, no, I'm going to do this. And she kept ownership of the farmland. It was a grain farm, but she couldn't physically farm it herself. And so she rented it out to local farmers and that was a source of income. But, you know, the financial decisions that she had to make through that so that we could enjoy the experience of being on a farm. And, uh, you know, I just think of that tremendous strength that she had, the admiration I have for that. It shows that there isn't always going to be somebody that's going to handle it for us. I mean, we know that illness, divorce, death of a spouse, all of these things are risks for women. And, you know, so while this tragedy, though, has been so difficult and it was at the time, I feel like it's something that we've risen from and we've used in, in a positive way, too, because... The farm that was 160 acres, you know, when my father passed away, is now 4,000 acres. Wow. My brothers both farm that full time. They both have university educations, um, left their careers to now do this full full time. We're all part of it. My sister, who's a teacher um, as well. I mean, we're all just part of the farm. My kids, my two girls, it's their favorite place to visit. So they get to experience the farm where I grew up. And, um, and it's appropriately called L.D. Stockbroker Farms because that was my dad's initials. But, you know, in the end, it truly was my mom that had the vision, that had the strength and determination to say, I'm going to make this work. And, and I just, I honestly, I just saw how important it is for a woman to be self-reliant. And, and I grew up believing 
and knowing that I could do that too, because I just, I didn't really know any other way. And like I said, I mean, I'm married and, and we share a lot of, you know, we always are having discussions on finances, but I know financially I understand and it's important to me to have that self-reliance. And um, because of the strength that I, I really saw my mom show us every single day. And we, we can't stop tragedy from happening. And we know that that's life. And I've heard you talk about this before. And every time it still, it still hits me as I, I think about that. Not, not only being a farm girl myself in Saskatchewan with my parents and my siblings and imagining if that were to happen, but just what your mom did for those years and built up this and like this legacy and it has clearly impacted you do you think there's a difference between having to face the fear and just do it or do sometimes women just get so afraid that they tend to run away from it. Yeah, uh, definitely there is um, a theme with money or taking on those, that, that obligation that just feels overwhelming at times for women, a fear. And, and I'll hear women say, you know what, it, it's just something I don't understand. So they, they're scared of making the wrong decision or even being part of it. Um, but, you know, it's, it's an insecurity, it's a fear, um, sometimes there's a, a pure avoidance and reliance on someone else. Um, but it, it's these types of events that we know can happen that we have to face those fears. But also, I feel like we need to because otherwise, we're not living to our full potential. And we can either let something we fear immobilize us or we can choose to face it and do something about it. And I guess going back to my story, what I want to do is I don't, I, I, of course, I want to help women if they're going through that situation. You know what I'd rather do? I'd rather have them prepared beforehand so that it's not in that time of high emotion that then they're trying to figure out what they have in place, um, how things should work. Instead, I want to prepare them beforehand and, and help them through that because the other benefit to that is that they're going to live more prepared, a better life, fulfilling their goals, right, and realizing their dreams. Um, and, you know, and I, I just feel sometimes we need help with that and we need coaches or we need mentors, you know, in business. I'm sure, you know, you've talked to guests I know on your show about that, that we, we need that type of support, that accountability. And I, I think we all have that strength within us. I mean, my mom had that strength within her. And then she was forced. I mean, that really had to come out relatively quickly. And she, she drew it out. But, you know, coaches can bring that out of us, mentors. And, and we can choose um, where... Because we, can, we, can't be, we can't be great at everything. It's impossible. If we're really, really good at what we do, then you know, hiring somebody like you is a benefit to me. So I think getting over the fear of the parts that you don't, because it, it's not like you're saying to you, anyone or yourself that, you know, you should know this or you're not good at it or there's something wrong with you. It's 
go to the people that know what you need to know. That's part of growing yourself and growing your business. Oh, yes. And, and I'm doing that myself, right? How can I ask others to do that when, and I'm doing that, and actually I'm in a coaching program with Sandra Yancey, right, with E-Women e Network. Uh, the program's called SOAR. And that's been life changing for me. Um, Sandra, both on the personal and the professional side, it has a way of bringing out the strengths in women and helping yes. them to rise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that, yeah, I think we do. We need the coaches, we need the mentors in our life. And uh, for me, that, that's really been game changing in both my personal and my, and my professional um, business. And I just think when women choose to build their financial strength to bring that out, uh, not much can stand in their way to rise. I like that. So tell us your best daily habit. And it can be one, two, I ask this question of every guest because I, I maintain that it's what we do daily that helps us stay true to our calling and helps us stay grounded and doing what we do best. So share a habit or two with us, Vanessa. Okay. Oh, I, I totally agree. And I think habits um, are a big part of our financial life as well, right? Sometimes we have these habits and that's a lot of what we talk about in some of the coaching is, yeah, what we do every day is really what we are then. And it becomes that. Um, so one of my, you know, this was, I had read something and this really resonated with me was what you do first thing in the morning. And I would say for me, it's focusing on gratitude, but it's all, but it's gratitude for opportunity. Um, I believe we have opportunities all around us. This is a common theme in, in women's sense and in my own life and that we need to be grateful for those and, and see them as that, like so that we don't open our eyes to them. And, and instead of focusing on what we don't have, I, I want to focus on what I do have and what I can do with them. I don't want to take anything for granted because I know they can be taken away, right? And so when I wake up every morning, I try to be very intentional. Um, I try to be positive and, and feel gratitude. And the one thing I, I've really tried to change is, and, you know, you can easily wake up and say, oh, I didn't get enough sleep. Um, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I have to make lunches, you know, for the girls again. But instead, I choose to focus on gratitude and how I'm grateful that I have two beautiful little girls that I'm going to wake up that morning. And I have the privilege of making lunch for them because they're in my life, right? And it doesn't always feel like an opportunity. The lunch itself, that's, that's not an opportunity. It doesn't feel like it. But it's the opportunity, the privilege that I have that they're in my life. And what does that mean? And, and I can say the, the last memory of my dad was that last morning because that's what I would have seen him last. And I, mean, I was only seven, so I don't remember everything. But I remember that morning and saying goodbye. They left to catch the school bus. And that'd be the day we lost him. And so the morning is an important part of the day for me. And it's one we shouldn't take for granted because the morning is when everything starts new. Everything is fresh. We get the opportunity to start all over again. And, and we don't know what that day will bring. So I think it's important we start with gratitude for what we have in, in that moment. That's nice. And I like how you say it's a privilege. Yeah. Yeah, I think it really is. 
So how can our listeners connect with you to find out more? And really, I think everyone should be taking advantage of your coaching, but that's my my humble opinion. But tell us how we can, can how our listeners can connect with you. Well, thank you, Sam. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, probably one of the best ways is going on my website. So I have a website. It's womensense.ca. So W-O-M-E-N-C-E-N-T-S dot C-A. Or send me an email, um, Vanessa at womensense.ca. And I, I would just, I love to talk to women because every time I have a conversation, I learn more and I understand their situations. And, you know, we, while everybody is unique, there's also general themes that, that run through. And I find if I can help them with even one little thing that they might be struggling with, and then maybe an ounce of stress goes away or I boost their financial confidence, just, you know, make one little step up that, that they can take, then I've succeeded. And, the feedback I get is, is so awesome. And so the more people that I can touch and help and, you know, communicate with the, the better. So I would love people to reach out to me, um, you know, to just have that conversation and, and see where they're at and how maybe I can support them. And even my husband recognizes the, the, just the satisfaction that I'm getting from this because of the response back, right? There's nothing like that feeling of that you're actually helping people and, and serving others. And so um, if I have to do it one woman at a time, that is, that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I, and I'm just thinking as you're talking that when I had mentioned to one of our colleagues last week that you were going to be on the show soon, she looked at me and she smiled and she said, Oh my goodness. The best thing I ever did was have a conversation with that woman. So I could see the, the joy, the, the stress relief. So know that you are definitely doing what you set out to do by helping us all uh, get better and more confident about our finances. Well, thank you, Sam. And lastly, give us your best parting words of advice. Um, okay. Well, you know, I, I think the theme we've talked about today is that we all have fears and struggles in our lives, right? But it, it's our choice of what we do with those. So, and I believe that we have the opportunity to choose to rise from them. And, uh, you know, I like a quote from Carl Jung, and he said, I am not what has happened to me. I am what I choose to become. I'm just letting it sink in. Say it again. I am not what has happened to me. I am what I choose to become. That's powerful. And on that note, thanks for leaving that with us. Thank you, Vanessa, for sharing your time with us. Thank you, Sam. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm thrilled to have you here and I wish we could carry on the conversation but this just means that people will have to have to connect with you if they want more. 
Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Listeners, head to Women's Sense for more about Vanessa and to samrafis.com to join my community. I will, as always, have these uh, show notes on the show page so you will be able to find Vanessa's uh, website and be able to click there when you're on the show page. If you like what you've heard today, head to iTunes and subscribe to Love Brand You. You can leave a comment, a review, or send me a note for recommendations on future guests that you'd like to hear. I'm your host, Sam Rafis. Until next time, keep sharing the love. This is the EWN Podcast Network.